0: When a pastor gets a new vision for something that he or she thought could never be carried out in their environment, but they get in the environment of the summit and they get the power of vision, you know, grabs a hold of them and they say, how come I'm not believing God for more?
1: Welcome to this week's edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today we're going to do something a little different. Instead of telling someone's personal story, we're going to tell the story of the Global Leadership Summit through its visionary founder, Bill Hybels, and also Gary Schwamline. You'll meet both men in just a moment. As we talk about the Global Leadership Summit coming up August six and seven, you may want to go online and look at the details. For that purpose, we've placed a link at FirstPersonInterview.com. And then if you use an iPhone or iPad, I hope you've downloaded our new First Person app. It's now available free in the App Store. Well, the Willow Creek Association launched the Global Leadership Summit 20 years ago for the purpose of developing leaders to create thriving local churches and redeem their communities for Christ. Now, on the eve of the 2015 summit, the results of a survey measuring the effectiveness over the past 20 years has been released. Today on First Person, we talk with Willow Creek Senior Pastor Bill Hybels and Gary Schwamline, President and CEO of the Willow Creek Association. I started by asking Bill about his founding vision for the Global Leadership Summit. I'd been doing quite a bit of traveling and trying to figure out what it was that
0: made some churches and organizations prevail and soar and, and kind of reach their full potential, and why other organizations seem to only—churches and other organizations uh, seem to only hit, you know, 50 percent of their potential, whatever. And uh, over a period of time, it occurred to me that the common denominator amongst flourishing organizations was leadership. Uh, the, the function of leadership was happening at a higher level in uh, flourishing organizations than non flourishing and the more i thought about that i thought uh, you know there are there are a lot of conferences there's a lot of training available for other uh, dynamics uh, organizationally but in that day 20 years ago there was almost nothing uh, available for people to learn about the function and the potential of leadership so uh, i said to one of my colleagues and at that point if I were to uh, coalesce some world-class leaders who would talk about nothing but leadership, not 10 other subject matters, but just that, do you think there would be any interest? And we truly didn't know because, again, 20 years ago, that there weren't these kinds of things around. And so we th- test fluid. it. And there, was, uh, there were a few thousand people that showed up for the first uh, global summit. And then shortly after that, uh, we would sell out a year in advance, and we, we knew we were really on to something, that there, we were uh, addressing a need th- that people were really hungry for.
1: And you bring in these world leaders, uh, world business leaders, and yet it's still in the context of the Willow Creek Association and the Kingdom of Christ— What's the connection there, Bill?
0: Well, again, that's something that makes the Global Summit completely unique because the highest value, we say this every year in the opening session of the summit, the highest value uh, at the summit is humility, the ability to learn from anybody uh, if it helps us get better as leaders. So I set up the dynamic right from the start every single year where I say, now, some of you business folks have to humble yourselves <laughs> because you need to learn some stuff from some pastors and some leaders of NGOs or so. And when I say pastors you know, and presidents of NGOs and so forth, faith-based organizations, you have to humble yourself mm-hmm. because there are some business leaders, there are some political leaders, there are some military leaders, there are some educational leaders who have a lot to offer us. So if we can all humble ourselves and commit ourselves to learning from anybody, uh, we're, we're going to do a lot of learning and we're going to get better.
1: Well, uh, I know it's accomplished its purposes. We're going to talk more specifically about how you know it's accomplished and its purposes with Gary here in just a moment. But I, I want to drill down a little bit on just your your sense of a calling on this. This is something that you feel very strongly about. And uh, you've marshaled a lot of forces, and it takes a lot of money and a lot of organization to put this together. Is it worth it?
0: Absolutely, it's worth it. I, I, I think if it weren't, I would have bailed <laughs> a long time ago. I, I think a lot of this goes—the reason that some of this is so personal to me is because I have a, a, a father who was a Christian and a fantastic business leader, and he had a very hard time— bringing those two worlds together. Hmm. He, he, he could soar in his business, and then he didn't know how to take all that business acumen and make it available to his church and to other faith-based organizations. And people in those organizations didn't know how to tap his capabilities and acumen. And I remember just in my growing up years saying, wouldn't it be something If all of this knowledge and capability could be traded equally around all the organizations that so desperately need the same thing, Mm -hmm. churches have to be well-led, governments have to be well-led, businesses have to be well-led, and there's a lot of lessons being learned in all these various sectors, it's just there's very little sharing over the sector boundaries in today's world.
1: We're looking forward to this year's Global Leadership Summit. It's coming up real soon now. And also joining this conversation is Gary Schwamline. I hope I pronounced that right, Gary. Gary is the president and CEO of the Willow Creek Association. And uh, Gary, you've been listening to Bill talk about the founding vision for this conference. And we're going to talk about some of the results that you've surveyed recently about what impact it's had. But tell me about this year's summit and what are the plans for this year?
2: Well, there are many plans for this year. One of them is we want to continue the significant growth that we have seen uh, in the last few years especially. There seems to be an an added momentum for the summit globally in the United States and all around the world. So we have assembled probably one of the best uh, faculties we've had. We say that every year, but... (laughs) (laughs) It gets better and better, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, when I look at the faculty, if all... If they all perform to the level we know they can, yeah. it will be an outstanding summit. So and
1: this is a worldwide summit as well. Tell me about its, its outreach around the world.
2: Well, we certainly uh, have it in the United States in about 400 plus sites uh, by satellite and in, in Canada. Then we record the sessions here and then we play the DVDs of these sessions uh, between October and end of February, early March. This year, or in this season, probably in about 128 countries. Wow. Well,
1: a particular interest to me is the fact that you surveyed what has taken place at previous summits and what impact it's having. Can you kind of summarize that for us, Kerry? How do we know that it's working, that it's accomplishing its purpose?
2: Well, throughout the years, we have collected 2,800 stories from summit attendees from all countries around the world. they describing the impact the summit had on them. And these stories are powerful, powerful stories over a wide range of topics. And I was always wondering, is there any way we could quantify that? I mean, it's nice to have qualitative uh, data, but can we quantify it? how many people are still in ministry because of the summit? We hear stories from many countries, I'm still in ministry because of the summit, but is this a What's the number? Is it 1%? Is it 3%? So finally, after many years of searching, we found a um, a research agency that was able to do a very specialized study, perhaps is the right way to put it. They did the survey over the last uh, last year, and uh, the results were just, uh, they were amazing. I mean, what what
1: surprised you the most? Anything surprised you, or is it is it spot on?
2: I mean, no, many have surprised me. I mean, one certainly is that twenty three percent, for instance, of churches uh, said that the GLS inspired them to share the gospel, huh. and as a result of that. 54 first-time commitments are made going right back on average per church. That is an amazing, I mean it's a leadership conference as we heard from Bill just now, and yet people come here and because of the variety of the talks that we have, the themes, the God's Holy Spirit working, people get fired up. They go home and they are incredible witnesses. So that is something we had not uh, been aware of.
1: Bill, just doing the survey itself is an act of leadership. I mean, to put a conference on like the Global Leadership Summit and then just let it lie and you know, be satisfied with a high that comes after a conference and not be concerned about the long-term results is, is not good leadership.
0: You know, we're fond of saying facts are your friends. The, the, some leaders lead only by intuition, uh, which you know, can be effective, mm-hmm. but if you have some data to support All some the better, of your sure. theories, they, yeah. So when Gary commissioned this research and we got the results, uh, we actually now have the data which proves that if people attend the summit year after year, uh, there are very important shifts that happen in their leadership capabilities, in the decisions they make, in the quality of teams that they build, in the quality of visions that they cast. And if this has done anything, it's given us more confidence and more passion, if you will, to uh, expand the influence of the summit. It changes people and it improves their
1: leadership and we have the facts to support it. We'll talk more about those facts. The Global Leadership Summit, our topic today with Bill Hybels and Gary Schwanline. In cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, we're now producing the daily radio program FABC Today with Ed Cannon. When you click on the FEBC banner at firstpersoninterview.com or the banner on our new iPhone iPad app for first person, you'll learn more about what you can do to assist FEBC in taking Christ to the world through radio and new technology. Learn more at firstpersoninterview.com or download the first person smartphone app today. Today in First Person, we're talking about the Willow Creek Global Leadership Summit, which takes place at uh, Willow Creek Church in South Barrington, Illinois, but reaches really the world through various means. This conference is amazing. It's been going on for some 20 years. Uh, founding and senior pastor of Willow Creek, Bill Heibels, is with me, and Gary Schwamline is with me as well. Gary is president and CEO of Willow Creek Association. So, Bill, who, who comes to the Global Leadership Summit? Who's eligible to come?
0: know, In the early years, it was fundamentally pastors who would come and then they would take staff members with them. And then maybe five years into it, uh, we began to see pastors who were inviting business leaders from their church, board members, donors, and so. And then when the business leaders started to see the value of the summit, they went rogue <laughs> and just started to invite colleagues and uh, people from their senior executive teams and so and then we kind of found our way into the NGO world and then we kind of found our way into the uh, educational environment where there are colleges and universities that use it uh, so it's it's just been an ever increasing kind of concentric circle I just came back from Brazil and one of the people whose lives were was really impacted by the summit uh, in the past couple of years was kind of the chief of police in the Sao Paulo area, and he mandated uh, that 1,100 uh, law enforcement officials from the city of Sao Paulo would come to the Global Leadership Summit. I just spoke at it a couple of weeks ago, I was kidding with Gary and his team. It's the first time that I've uh, given a live address in front of 1,100 people who were uh, who had guns. <laughs> Everybody had guns. And I was like, this talk better go well or it could be my last. But now it's, the summit's finding its way into prison facilities and onto military bases and, as I said, colleges and universities. And So the, 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 the beautiful thing about the subject of leadership is that it is relevant in every setting in society.
1: Is it, there anything else like it in the kingdom?
0: Well, if there were, I would attend it and, uh, very enthusiastically. Uh, I, I think we're pretty differentiated uh, with the uniqueness. Of but it takes the a
1: holistic approach, doesn't it? it it's, as you said, it's for business, it's for church, it's for nonprofits. Yeah. Everybody can benefit. So that
0: sounds cool, Wayne. Uh, it's also what makes it excruciatingly difficult to pull off well. How so? Because you have to balance all of these constituents so we have a uh, we have a business person who this year is taking 250 of his top leadership uh, team he has a large company 250 people who most of them have no religious affiliation whatsoever well now those people are not really uh, anticipating that they're going to hear thirty-minute talks from pastors, <laughs> and they're, they've not been in environments where occasionally a prayer is prayed and songs of praise to God are sung. Mm-hmm. We're at the point now where where we have such a vast constituency in so many varied sectors that it's it's a challenge, one that we like, but I mean, it's a challenge to touch all of those. Uh, Various sectors the way
1: they need and expect to be touched. What kind of feedback do you get from those who come who maybe expect something a little different, but nonetheless, they have to be pleased with what they hear?
0: Well, I I think the the growth of the summit probably speaks to that. Uh, It's gone from 2,000 to 250,000. So most of the people who come, I think, find great value in it, and they wind up saying to their friends... Uh, the, the you know, Christians say to their friends, you, you got to come to this. You know, there's a, a lot of spiritual value to it, and uh, you're going to hear from a Hindu professor of the Harvard Business School who's talking about hiring and firing practices. Okay. So you need to be prepared for that. Yeah. And then you have the business people who are far from God, some of them, who say, now, you know, you got to come to this. You're going to hear some, you know, you're going to hear Jack Welch or Jeff Immelt or Jim Collins, and you're going to hear some pastors, you know, so everybody's warning everybody. Sure. But at the end of the day, I think it's such a well-rounded experience that that people say, this this is unique in all the world,
1: Uh, I want more. Inviting that caliber speaker, Gary, is really a bold step. Really a bold step. And uh, I commend you guys for it.
2: Well, we are really looking for the very best speakers we can get. We want to make the summit the best leadership conference people can attend. It's in a Christian environment. And many of the business leaders that come here, again, we hear that every year. Many people come to Christ. Last year, just as an example, quite a number of Chinese business leaders were here, business leaders, and they got saved during the conference and baptized. They come from China. China, China. They come from China to attend, is that Right. right? We had about 50 of them last year from China that come here, not Christians. And uh, they hear about it, and uh, I was so amazed. Five of them got saved, and then three said, we want to get baptized before we leave. <laughs> so they got baptized here. So if I can add one more thing sure. on the business side, there are uh, business leaders in Fort Wayne, Indiana, have uh, purchased 12 massive billboards on the ring around Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is what it says. The Global Leadership Summit, when leaders get better, all of Fort Wayne wins. Oh. They have gotten the vision that... As Bill said, when leaders get better, whether they're in government, in business, education, wherever they are, churches of course, if they work together and have value-based leadership, they learn and they become better leaders, Uh, a city wins, a country wins. So this is beginning to take off all over the world, that they see the summit more as a catalyst for changing a community than just as an individual leadership skill uh, development conference. And they use it year-round.
1: Bill, this has got to be so satisfying for you, particularly after 20 years, to see this survey, and to see the impact and see the results of what's happening, confirming... The vision that you started the Global Leadership Summit with. Do you have any favorite stories of? I mean, apart from the survey, just people you've talked with, uh, travels as you've gone around the world and seen the results yourself personally.
0: The favorite stories that that I have, or that register most profoundly in me, is when pastor gets a new vision for something that he or she thought could, you know, could never be. Carried out in their environment, but but they get in our environment. They get in the environment of the summit, and they get their confidence bolstered. They get their faith deepened. They the power of vision, you know, grabs a hold of them, and they say, "How come I'm not stretching? How come hmm. I'm not believing God for more?" All those stories are thrilling to me. By the same token, it, it's every bit as thrilling to me when a business person uh, gets what we call the grander vision. Hmm. When, when a business person says, uh, I, I'm not just making widgets Monday to Friday and then going to church on Sunday, but I'm going to make widgets and build a team that, uh, it, it, that is valued and is high-functioning, and I'm going to do all of this for the glory of the one whose name I bear. Yeah,
1: what I do has meaning.
0: Yeah. It, it's the integration of, uh, Gary used the term, values-based leadership, and of course our ultimate value of the summit is to, is to honor Christ and everything. But I get equal delight uh, over gains that are made in churches and gains that are made for the sake of Christ in the workplace, in education, government, wherever. I was thrilled to be able to speak to the uh, 1,100 law enforcement officials in Sao Paulo. I knew they had never been to anything like this. And I knew most of them had never heard a Christian speaker before. And here they were at this event that was designed, you know, with a, uh, w- w- with a spiritual end in mind. But the, the speaker before me was uh, one of the sessions I had done with Colin Powell. Well, can you imagine, you know, with law enforcement officials to sure. be able to sit under the, the tutelage of Colin Powell? And I was able then to come up live after that. And I, I just thought the one-two punch of this is what makes the summit utterly unique.
1: Hmm. Gary, a final word on what this all means. We have these results now. Does that kind of give you new, new emphasis and new energy going into this year?
2: Well, you know, again, I, I have the privilege to travel around the world and I hear stories from every country. And just to build on what Bill said, one of the, one of the most uh, encouraging outcomes for the summit is for me when, when Pastor said, you know, I was ready to quit. Hmm. Uh, 10% actually, based on the survey, 10% said, when I came to the summit, I was ready to quit. And I have a person in mind that always jumps into my mm-hmm. my brain when I talk about it it's from South Africa, Mark von Straden. He came and he had the resignation letter in his uh, pocket Is that right? and a businessman in South Africa paid his wife... And his ticket, and he said, oh, it's a free trip to America. We go to Willow for one session, and then we <laughs> sightsee in Chicago. Well, he never left the God the had summit. another plan, didn't he? Right. <laughs> and today he's got one of the largest churches in South Africa, and he, he impacts a whole province of Natal. So he came here. Uh, that's many years ago now. I would say it's probably 15, 16 years ago ready to leave ministry altogether because he was so discouraged. He didn't see the results. He came here, gets a complete new vision, gets encouraged, inspired, new skills, goes home, and something we don't recommend, but he changed his church from (laughs) one weekend to another, and it became a different church. And today Grace Family Church in Durban, South Africa, impacts a whole province and a whole country. That's one person out of 10% that is thousands and thousands of them. So, to me, I mean, what, you know, in the end, uh, as Bill said, we, our goal is not to make better leaders for the sake of better leaders, we wanna build prevailing churches that change the world, that have an impact on the world, and without great leadership, that's not happening. Hmm. And we want we want to reach Christians in all walks of life to advance the kingdom of God. So the stories we hear, again, a whole day wouldn't uh, yeah. be enough to share all the stories of the results we see, if that's not Im- impactful, I don't know what is.
1: It is indeed interesting to hear the results that the Global Leadership Summit has attained these past 20 years. Now, it starts another decade of equipping leaders with tools to impact their communities with biblical precepts. Our guests today have been Willow Creek's senior pastor and founder of the Global Leadership Summit, Bill Hybels, along with Gary Schwammline of the Willow Creek Association. For more about this year's summit coming up soon on August 6 and 7, please visit our website, FirstPersonInterview.com. There you'll find links to the summit and a link to early bird registration, which ends in just a couple of days. The summit will be held in over 300 locations in the U.S., and all the information is available through links at FirstPersonInterview.com. And don't forget to download our new iPhone iPad app for first person. You can download any program for listening at your convenience. On Facebook, we're found at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Next week, our guest will be Albert Reyes, the president and CEO of Buckner International, focusing on serving vulnerable children around the world. Now with thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company and to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for First Person.